0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to The Comment Writers, your Common Writer Review Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Meek, the Uber Geek, and joined, as always, by my good friend, Toby Tobes. What's up, Toby?
1: Josh, it's the holiday season. Oh, you're, you're damn right it is. <laughs> we're barreling <laughs> Josh, we're co- right in. <laughs> we're coming in hot into the holiday season. Yeah, we so are. So that means, obviously, that the most important TV shows start coming on, and those are called Hallmark Movies. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yep that's true i guess so i live in a in a household where hallmark movies are at least the friday thing
0: okay yeah they're a big it,
1: they're a big deal yep yeah, if not the whole weekend if we're bored blah, blah blah so josh i'm gonna blow your mind for a second okay for two ways you're gonna get your mind double exploded <laughs> it's just with... <laughs> every which way all right let's, let's do it a Hallmark movies have actually gotten better than what they used to be, and some of them are entertaining in a happy family movie sense. (laughs) So, so I'll say uh, they've never been
0: good, but I've always been able to sit through them for the most part. I will say, like, because I, you know, growing up, my mom loved a good Hallmark movie. Now, of course, married, you know, there's people around me who love Hallmark movies still. Um, and love the love the stupid holiday movie, and I feel like specifically the Hallmark ones have always been like, I'm not gonna like put this on my favorite movie list, but like I can sit through it. It's a fine way to spend a 90 minutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, so the, the the main premise of any Hallmark movie is usually one of the two members are, are from a broken family in some way, sense, some way, <laughs> yep. shape, or form. Yep. Uh divorced, dead spouse, hated Christmas, single child, whatever. And the crux of it is, they always find the, the they're matching half. So if they hate Christmas, they find someone that loves Christmas. If they need a mom for their kid, they find a mom. Blah blah blah. Uh, the 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 plot itself is very usually very predictable. And right, I it right before the second to last commercial break. There's always a a driving uh, instance or something that happens that could easily be solved with two seconds of conversation. But (laughs) instead, there's a a literary term for it, that is. I can't think of it right now. But instead of having a nice conversation, it's, oh, I knew I never should have believed you. And then they always storm off. And then you're like, oh, my God, they're not going to get back together. They were supposed to be together the whole time. Yep. And then after that commercial, uh, they both go to their, their old lives and realize their old lives were not that good. And they actually kind of miss each other. Last commercial hits, the movie comes back, and they say, we should be together after all. I love you. I love Christmas. Let's stay together forever. <laughs> and it wraps itself up in a nice little package.
0: Yep, yep, definitely. It always, uh, it always, always ends on a happy note.
1: So they've gotten – so for, I've, I've been forced to watch them the past couple of years, and they've gotten better in the sense that I can at least laugh at them sometimes in their stupidity. Uh, one of the most recent ones that I watched, it was called Holiday Hotline. And okay. I'm going to give a firm two thumbs up to this one. So all weekend, I saw dumb commercials, and it's a, late, a girl going, thanks for calling the Holiday Hotline. How do you – blah, blah, blah. And the guy was like, I need to cook a turkey for my family. And that's all they would show over and over and over for the 30-second, like, haha, let's make jokes, ad teaser for it. Uh-huh. So all weekend, I was like, This looks like the dumbest fucking thing ever. I don't want to watch this one. This seems absurd. Cause he was like, Oh, you sound cute. Let's meet. And I was like, This is gonna be a dumb movie.
0: Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, go okay.
1: <laughs> so I ended up watching the Holiday Hotline movie. And the crux of it was a nice British chef broke up with her boyfriend in England, moved to Chicago. Uh found a guy, a single guy with a daughter who had to cook Christmas dinner because his daughter missed having family Christmases with the dead mom. And then him and the lady talk. They don't like each other in real life, but they like each other over the phone because they don't know that it's each other over the phone. <laughs> and then the whole thing is they argue they're they're like, Oh, I I I love this voice on the phone. Oh, you sound so handsome. And then she talks him into the loving Christmas again and blah, blah, blah. And at some point, the he goes, you know. The the biggest part of my my biggest issue of all was my wife hid her disease from me for too long because she was trying to keep it to herself and a private person. And I felt like it was a betrayal. So then, of course, because she doesn't realize the lady on the phones, the other person that's a betrayal at the end, he gets all upset and then they get back together and make turkey together. But gl- overall, it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I haven't seen that one, but that will the, probably will watch that one at some point. <laughs> But uh,
1: <laughs> as part B, so we can get off the Hallmark movie thing. Uh, the other one we watched was the old cast of Party of Five. Oh. I got back together for a Hallmark movie.
0: Oh, okay. Is it called, it's called party, party Again? Party, I wish it was. The party I wish returns?
1: It, I wish there was any sort of nod <laughs> to that, but it wasn't. But in one scene, uh, Lacey, Chambert, Chabert, Whatever her I name do- is, I doubt it's Chambert. But go on. I think she's French. So probably like Chabert. Yeah, probably. somewhere so, so around there. So she's like the, the queen of Hallmark now. It used to be Cam, Candace Cameron, or whatever her name was. And then she became a very evil. She has she not evil. She has very old school takes. So she kind of <laughs> got kicked off Hallmark and had to make her own channel. Wait, well, who is this person? What's her name? She the, the um, DJ from Full House. Candace Cameron?
0: Oh, okay. All right. Can- Candice
1: beret now, I guess I think it is. Cause you're married to hockey player, but anyway, so she's off Hallmark and now it's all Lacey, whatever. So there happened a conversation. They're at, ha- they're out and down in Scotland doing their thing. And she sees a random guy and she's like, don't I know you? And he was like, ho! ho, ho I don't think so. So I thought that was weird to have like a throwaway line of like, don't I know you? And have him play yeah. it off. So then I was like, was he one of the other people in party of five? So I looked it up, and he wasn't. So we're going along. They go to dance, and they're doing, like, a Scottish dance because they're in Scotland. And like, oh, it's all blended and fit in. And she puts her hands in a waltz pose, and he's like, what are you doing? And she goes, I only know how to waltz. And he's like, oh, no, we're not doing that now. And then they do the Scottish dance and dance a And I was like, this is too on the nose. There has to be more to this. Yeah,
0: they're referencing something. Yeah.
1: They're referencing a different Hallmark movie from two years ago where he was her, where she was going to get married. She decided not to get married because her fiance was a jerk. She decided to take her ballroom dancing classes anyway. And that actor was the teacher of her classes. And they danced the waltz together. So Hallmark went meta. Or has lore, or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> in their movies across all the years, and that's the wildest shit to me.
0: <laughs> okay, it gets worse than that because I I brought this up. I looked up the movies so I could tell you about them because this is where I was going to go too. So it gets even crazier. So last year they put out Hallmark put out two different movies, and the movies in question are they were um, written and directed by the same people. They came out a week apart, and they're both called Sister Swap. One is called Sister Swap, Christmas in the City, and the other one is called Sister Swap, A Hometown Holiday. And in the movies, it, they both star two sisters, two real-life sisters um, that play sisters in the in the movie as well and they trade their lives. So like one girl is from the city, one girl's from the country, and I don't know, they decide like, oh, my life sucks, I just want to live your life forever. So they swap. And then of course, one movie follows the country sister, and one movie follows the city sister. However, in these movies, there are scenes that conjoin the film, like they'll be on the phone with each other, and you'll see it play out like from each girl's perspective, from both films, so if you watch that's them, that's amazing. Both, yeah, so it's like they've made this weird, like Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> for, <laughs> for Hallmark movies. And I watched a couple of the scenes where, like, like back to back, basically where they pair up the audio or pa- pair up the talking, and it is it's ridiculous and hilarious because it's like in the one movie you have no idea that like there's another character in there listening to the phone call and stuff like that. Like they like build the story <laughs> kind of on layers. Uh, it's very, very impressive. But yeah, they, they're they doing shit like that all the time, apparently.
1: <laughs> yeah, Hallmark, crazy. They're all the little, little Hallmark verse. The craziest yeah. thing I never thought I would know about.
0: That they're getting it. I will say Hallmark way better than Netflix for Christmas Christmas movies because I watched a couple of the Netflix original Christmas movies last year and they were garbage. <laughs> I had to look up one to remember because it was so bad. It's called Christmas with You and it starred Freddie Prinze Jr., and oh that one was just a nightmare <laughs> <laughs> he like he meets a pop star um like if i remember right he's like a uh maybe he's, he's a music teacher or he's a teacher of some kind and he, he can like play piano really well and compose music and stuff and the, he meets this pop star who like is getting kind of older and she like i think is like hard up wanting her next hit or whatever and like Anyway, they end up just realizing that they can write music together like beautifully, and she's never been able to work with someone before. Oh man! And then of course she falls in love with his kid and with his family, and it becomes a big huge thing. But in that movie, the two of them never seem like two people who would even remotely enjoy each other's company, let alone fall in love. <laughs> and nothing that they do in the movie is like remotely romantic. But they like just decide. That they're romantically involved, <laughs> like I've never seen two people who are supposed to be love interest in a movie, like kind of outwardly hate each other as much as it feels like these two do. Um, and I, I think it's partly because like neither person can really act, but like boy, that movie was god awful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, like because last year Hulu didn't have the actual Hallmark Channel, so we were relegated to watching the obvious Christmas movies on different, like Netflix and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And they try, but it's just not the same. Like at least when you watch like the real, the quote unquote real movies, it's not as predictably lined up as a Hallmark movie would be. But then like you run the risk of like, this might just be a bad movie. I mean, <laughs> yeah, t- are.
0: Totally. Totally. That is, that is the genius of the Hallmark movie is it's like, it's it's not as risky as a regular movie pick where it's like hey this might be amazing or this might be terrible it's like you know with a hallmark movie it's always going to be very middle of the road like you know you know there's a baseline <laughs> <laughs> it might not exceed that but it definitely won't go below it like you're always going to get at least a a b minus and that's okay um <laughs> uh, yeah we're we're deep in uh deep in that season for sure the holiday
1: movie season yeah it's like it just started i think like last weekend ballpark we it are it was the official start of the their season
0: we we are full on in like playing christmas songs around here now like as soon as halloween ended the kid was just wanting christmas music at that point and i'm staunchly against <laughs> <laughs> but of course i get outruled <laughs> so we were listening to a lot of Christmas Christmas music already, just a solid two months of Christmas songs, just terrible,
1: terrible, terrible. There used to be, I think it was a Reddit post. Someone had posted they wrote for Hallmark, oh. or was something like adjacent up to that where they had the official list of um. Like, the rules I had to follow are the standards of, like, these are the beats you have to hit, blah, blah, blah. Oh, nice. And I, it was, like, it was an ama- like obvious list of all the things that you notice and feel and everything else. And I wish I could find it again. Because it's just funny to see them, like, specifically written down of, like, rule number one. There has to be, like, a, the initial conflict of, like, someone is missing something like rule number 3 at one point they 100% have to decorate a christmas tree and like
0: that. <laughs> that's so good <laughs> that reminds me of um, USA network they, they had like the blue sky era do you remember that um, it was uh like like the the movies the shows that came out around that were like like psych and burn notice but it was it came from basically a directive from USA that basically like all of the shows had to be like funny and like optimistic. Like they had to have a blue sky approach to like their storytelling. (laughs) It reminds me of that. I'm just like, you you create a bunch of shows that like, maybe you're good because you're all sort of, you're pushing the same narrative, but like end up being like thematically very similar. (laughs) That's (laughs) sort of what they're doing here. Like you got to show Christmas tree decorating. It's like, okay, you're, you're making a very specific movie then at that point, (laughs) But, hey, it worked for USA from 2005 to 2016. <laughs> that I is what I looked up the dates for the Blue Sky era were. Man, remember, remember Burn Notice? I'm just,
1: I'm just thinking about that show now. <laughs> I never watched most of those, I don't think.
0: It's not good. I wouldn't recommend it. Okay, uh, great. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I've watched a lot of it for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of like Bones. It's one of those shows that's just like, as you're watching it, you're like, "This is this is bad. Why am I doing this to myself?" And then you just keep doing it, Toby.
1: Good old junk TV. Yeah,
0: I hope so. Someone write it. If you've watched a lot of Bones, please write into the show and tell me about your Bones experience. Because the end, like towards the end of Bones, things get insane. And I don't want to go into it now. But uh, if someone else wants to talk about Bones, I, I'd be happy to to, to dive in. Because uh, like, there's a character who just gets. Um, who gets crazy? There's a character who like uh is, has been on the show forever, and then he just like becomes a killer <laughs> randomly, just like with no warning. It's great. It's good. It's, a good. it's a good show. It's a good. It's a good terrible show. Everyone watch it. Yeah, everyone go check out Bones. Uh, Toby, let's jump into some emails. We've got an email this week. Uh, this email comes in from our friend Kieran. Uh-huh. S- sending an email. If you want to be like Kieran and send in emails, you can send those over to cast at commonwritersucks.com. Once again, that's cast at commonwritersucks.com. Kieran in his email says, I knew we had a bunch of wild forms still to do, but I thought they'd be a bit more spread out and not dumped in the space of a minute. Kieran, of <laughs> course, is talking about Common Writer Gotcha at episode 11, which we are discussing this week. And um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it when we get to the uh, review of the episode, but boy, we get a lot of chemi cards and a lot of wild forms in, in rapid succession here in this episode. So Toby, it's, it's almost as if uh, they had to include all these in the show, like they were forced to because the toys were designed first, and then they were like, I don't know, fuck it, put them all in right now.
1: <laughs> I was shocked at how many they, I use the word burnt. They burned but them. They were, yeah. But they were like, and it's just weird, like little crazy, like it doesn't even look like common Rider things that happened in the show so far. It was just like a little <laughs> like CG, like... Oh, by the way, this card's a satellite dish. So, boom, satellite dish for two seconds, and then okay, what's this next thing? Like, blah blah blah, like that.
0: Yeah, it was, it was so good. It was as if someone wrote down, you know, in the vein of like you have to show the characters decorating a Christmas tree. Someone wrote down like you have to show the common writer holding the card at least once. Like, you have <laughs> every card that we design, you have to show them holding it. You got to show them using it, uh, and we just got it all done in this episode. <laughs> um. Kieran, Kieran goes on and says, with that, though, we've seen all 22 pairs of chemis within the current, currently released cards right on time because we're, we're around the point in the show when the first upgrade appears, and after that, all of the forms get forgotten. So true, Kieran. <laughs> so true. <laughs> um, that, that'll be especially crazy in Gotchard because it's like we've had so many forms that have already kind of been forgotten that like the first upgrade is just going to be <laughs> we're never ever going back not once
1: yeah because like for most of for most of at this point granted my brain is full of holes and worms at this point anyway but like i'd have to sit have to, i'd have to sit here pretty hard and think about like what suits we saw in the first place because they usually like they're there for 30 seconds to a minute and then it goes back to the regular one anyway yeah yeah so i guess it might be easier if we stop switching around but we definitely there's a lot to go to already
0: because at least with like you know other seasons like you know thinking back to geats for example it's like when you get an upgrade he kind of sticks to it for a while and Geets had a little bit of the switching around with the you know different um different power-ups when the games would start and stuff and they'd pick up other things but like this one it's like with the cards yeah you're you're in a form like you said for like 30 seconds is a lot like you're in a, you're in a form for like 15 seconds sometimes and boom it's gone um yeah he's easy to forget um, but the upgrade hopefully should be a little bit more permanent and I wonder I'm assuming the upgrade will revolve around
1: level 10 chemi cards and being able to use them somehow I would guess uh, that seems like the natural number whatever you want to call it to like yeah. make a special rule for like the level X shit from X-Aid kind of thing yeah I would think so
0: uh, Kieran says that with UFO X we got our first level 10 card and our first card in the 7th category. Not the fish category or the food category, but the occult category. <laughs> so fish and food were two of our guesses for what the category <laughs> might be, but it turns out it is occult. Kieran says you really shouldn't have you really should have guessed that category. I mean, Kajiki's obsessed with the occult. The kemis are like Pokemon and Toby's favorite Pokemon is a ghost type and it was the run up to Halloween at the time. Really, all the clues were there. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know what you count as spoilers, but if you want to know what the other categories are, look back at the screen showing UFOX. All 10 categories are written at the side. I'll leave it to you guys if you want to know or wait until they show up properly. So I wrote them down since I, I decided, hey, that was in the show on a screen in an episode we're watching. I think it's fair game at that point. So, Toby, would you like to hear the categories of, of all the chemis?
1: I would like to, but first, you was also a fairy type. Now you can now you can proceed,
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough, so insect job vehicle, animal insect jobs not not an insect job, an insect job <laughs> that's like a that's a bug's life right there insect <laughs> comma job comma vehicle, animal, artifact, plant, occult those are the ones that we knew about then I think the new ones for us are
1: ancient creature. <laughs> That's cool. Which, which is so great, universe. <laughs> that seems that seems uncompassed. There are eight or nine, probably nine options afterwards. I on. also
0: thought that, and then the final one, divine
1: beast. <laughs> so I enjoy these legendary types of Pokemon. We're about to see. I like the, <laughs> those final three titles, are at least like they make your mind go a little bit. They do.
0: And my, and my mind went to the exact same place yours just did, which is this is some legendary Pokemon ass type <laughs> right here. Like this is like, you know, like I caught a bug type. Cool. I caught literally God. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what legendary Pokemon are now. And that's what these feel like. I caught a divine beast. Oh, mine's the universe. Tough, tough luck.
1: <laughs> That'd be amazing. If, it's- if, if, if like, one of the ending things was just like, I caught God.
0: <laughs> maybe that's how we have the t- the crossover with geats is like we just turn geats into a kemi because he's god just like well you're you universe type here we go i mean that seems legit that <laughs> yeah, seems totally. like
1: that seems like how you catch people that come to visit you from other shows for the rest of the season yeah
0: yeah yeah <laughs> it's just ancient creature universe and divine beast we were never gonna guess those that's incredible no. uh so yeah kieran thanks for the email <laughs> Uh, we can always count on Kieran for keeping track of those those types of stats for us. So when you and I don't remember a wild form seconds after it happens, Kieran can keep those numbers for us. It's very nice of him, that. indeed. Toby, let's let's jump into talking about Common Rider, Gotchard episode. Let's 11. talk
1: about the thing.
0: Let's talk about the thing. Um, of course, we're coming hot off the heels of the Kyoto trip their their trip their field trip. Out to uh, Samurai Land, which was very fun, um, which we enjoyed, and now we're opening this episode with um, what for me felt like real like training montage vibes, because all the Alchemy friends are all together, they're running, laughing through the forest, catching just a buttload of chemies. Uh, there's like happy music playing over it. They're all like, they're all laughing and screaming, and I think uh, at one point Kudo is going like, like she's like hold her out, like she she like has a cute little like yell after him like
1: oh yeah like everyone's it's been, happy. It's the they did double cheating this episode. They ran through the woods and said, Oh, we found twenty seven chemis while we were out here to keep the cards going in an easy way. And then later they show off twenty seven different versions of the cards to yeah. now show off all the toys. They just got.
0: Yeah, so he here they created all those cards that then they use later. So the cards that they find, I wrote them down as well, are Tel Aviv, Stagvine Busasari, Bounty Bunny, Supari Heavy, Mite Mirror, and Panpaka Parka <laughs> are the cards. Uh, there's some pretty good ones in there. There's a TV. There's one that is like a, just, a, yeah, straight up like a, a bunny, a cat, or a, a like a rabbit. Um, there's, yeah, the mirror that you can reflect back. Um, just great stuff. Just really, really fun ones in there.
1: Uh, bunny Parka is the worst one, by the way. Because we, we we see it in this episode. And it's the dumbest do, fucking thing I've ever seen. We do
0: see it. And it's it's exactly what you would expect. It's a it's a bunny coat. Yeah. It's it's real bad. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't pair those cards up, kids. And after our training montage, uh, we get a little little whispery in the in the hallway because Spanner and Minato are talking about uh, kind of the current goings-on, basically. Spanner's kind of catching Minato up. On the fact that the Abyssal Sisters are kind of taking parts of the Malgams that that get uh, defeated, and clearly are are doing some some dastardly alchemy on the side, and he also lets them know that the Abyssal Sisters have chemis and turns out from the Alchemy Union the headquarters some blank chemi cards have gone missing. Oh and no! And the Alchemy Union is sending over some investigators to check them out, and turns out there there might be a spy amidst the alchemists dun 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 i feel like they jumped <laughs> to spy very quickly here because like missing chemi card k- missing kemi cards why wouldn't they just assume they were stolen
1: like it's weird it's weird they went right to spy unless they're that locked down somewhere where they, where they know like <laughs> i guess yeah. if this shit's not here there's literally no other options other than someone stole this card
0: I feel like if you hand blank Kemi cards to Hodoro, like they're not that locked down. <laughs> like he's just got a stack of them that he he can run around with. Like, no, no they're they're not under lock and key anywhere. <laughs> Meanwhile, Toby, a spider amalgam is rampaging in the city.
1: Yeah, um, I think I think he is one of the best looking Malcolm costumes that they did. And like obviously it's it's a simple attack to make work separate but like him shooting webs him sitting in a web him crawling around webs like it all actually looks really good compared to somehow some other stuff would look
0: yeah there's something genuinely creepy about like a humanoid spider figure just perched in a web like that worked (laughs) really well i thought that that was really good and yeah you're, you're right like the extra arms look really cool on him like he's He's one of the one of the cooler looking ones and instantly recognizable as well as a spider. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Which is not always true of these things.
1: There was no doubt what he was up to.
0: <laughs> totally. Um he kind of shows up without any fanfare. Like he just sort of is, is rampaging. He's kind of in the city. People are scared. We don't really know where he came from. Um Hodorou shows up, and I'll say, like, very flashily takes down the spider. Like this is where he runs through all those card combinations. He busts out all those new chemis. At one point, he like literally lines the cards up and like kicks through them multiple <laughs> times, like to do all the different
1: powers and stuff. Um, it's showy. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he's, he's, he's flashing about. He's getting to. He's getting overconfident in his skills. Truly.
0: Uh, but he ends up catching, he ends up defeating the Malgam and catching the catching the Kemi, and it is Catula that is the uh, the tarantula Kemi that he he captures. And the legendary beast? <laughs> no, this is not a divine beast. Uh, I think this is just an insect, maybe or an animal. One of the two, probably insect. I guess.
1: Oh no, I'm not good with that. You Because I, I, I thought spiders weren't insects or arachnids. That's why. Like, I, that's why I started.
0: That's why I started <laughs> backpedaling. Maybe it's animal then. I don't know. Uh, and while he's fighting Toby, there's a, there's a shadowy man with a very shiny alchemy ring who watches this transpire.
1: Because all he does for a good <laughs> chunk of the episode when he's around is he has a very fine wire brush and just keeps, wi- keeps cleaning his little ring, making sure it's all pretty and shiny and nice and all sorts of dumb shit. I feel like if you are a person who cares
0: that deeply about your ring being pristine being shined up, being being shiny. You would also be a person who would think that it was incredibly um, bad manners to show people the brush with which you clean your ring. <laughs> you know, like the overlap there is disconcerting to me. <laughs> <laughs> you care so deeply about this, but you don't care that I see like, it's it's like if someone was like very proud of their clean toilet, but then also was like brandishing their, their toilet wand at <laughs> It just doesn't make any sense to me. It's weird I love to the added. I love the metaphor. <laughs> uh nonetheless, yes, he's constantly he's constantly cleaning this stupid ring. Uh <laughs> if we find out who this guy is later on. Uh spoiler alert, he's one of the uh he's one of the investigators who shows up. But before we get to meet them, Toby, we go and meet the Abyssal Sisters, and I loved this scene because uh, they're brewing one,
1: coffee in their little thing, their little <laughs> little bunsen burners. It. And I thought, yeah, yep. my note says, looks like Josh brewing his coffee
0: every every time I like I watched that scene and I laughed because it looked just like they were making coffee. And I skimmed through it again as I'm taking notes, and I was like, there's their French press. Yep, <laughs> they're just, they're just <laughs> brewing up some coffee. Uh, that was part of it so the the sisters here they have the ufo x card that they had captured and um they're working on that driver that we saw previously and the i guess the revelations that we get here the ufo x card escapes from them they they explain basically like these things are so powerful you can't contain them but they're not really too worried about when it when it escapes uh they want to continue working on their driver and they want to please master i think Gary on or something like that like they have a name for a person that we haven't met yet that they're working to please which i, I found to be very interesting they're built they're building
1: up all the all, all the, the good lore. backstory
0: yeah the other thing though about the scene that i liked in addition to the coffee was that they put the drive like the driver is being worked on in this like what looks like just like machinery or something but then you look very close and you realize it's just an empty computer case. Like you, you can see the motherboard behind the driver. You can see the slots where the RAM would go in. Um, <laughs> it's just the motherboard. And then it's even like, I think like sitting on top of, um, maybe it's sitting on top of the PSU. There, there's there's something else recognizable in the case if I
1: remember, if I remember correctly. Well, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of fan, like you can see all like the actual fans and stuff. Fans and there. stuff, yeah.
0: And when they show it from behind, you can tell it's literally just a computer case with the the side taken off. And it's a weirdly shaped computer case, but I've 100% seen that case for sale before. Like, (laughs) like you could just buy that case, like, for sure. Um, (laughs) Which is, it's funny, but, like, it also works really well for, like, the scene that they're shooting. So I love the, like, again, we've talked about them reusing props and stuff before, but the, like, the very silly uh But also very resourceful nature of the show sometimes really cracks me up. Like, <laughs> like I don't know. We'll put it in a computer case, and then we'll add some effects, and it'll look like it'll look like tech stuff. It'll be
1: fine. <laughs> I mean, like in, in general, as we know, like most media doesn't really give a shit about computers anyway. When, like yeah. in, in the sense of like what they're gonna push to the people as this is a computer, this is an OS, this is how the computer works. Like, there's they just slap pieces together it doesn't have to run. So it doesn't matter what it really looks like. Yeah. Just as cool, make it look as cool as possible and you're good to go.
0: And, and in their defense, like a motherboard looks very techy, right? Like if you don't know what it is, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. It's just got, it's just got like resistors and like little like wires everywhere and chips all over it and slots and stuff. And like, you're like, whoa, they're really, they're really going to town on making this driver. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm super excited to see who ends up with this driver. I think I think we're really close to figuring out who gets this thing, um, and I'm I'm excited to see if it's somebody that we already know or what the deal is going to be.
1: It's after definitely. that, Toby, go ahead. Okay, uh, no, I just you're good.
0: Okay, roll uh, on. <laughs> after that, we cut back to the uh, the Alchemy Friends, and Sabi Maru is working on a summoning device. Turns out he wants to summon UFO X. According to uh, Renge, he has always admired UFO X. So that's why he's trying to summon it. We get a little bit about how, again, how powerful the level 10s are. They're the most powerful ultimate chemis in their categories. And when they flash up to the screen, we do get a quick view of a couple of the other level 10 chemis. So in addition to UFO X, which is a cult, we see uh, X Wizard. Which is the level ten for job chemis, and we uh, and we get exceed fighter, which is the level ten for vehicles. Um, X wizard, think- of course, is a wizard, and exceed fighter is a fighter jet.
1: <laughs> Isn't there a is there a common rider exceed or am I blending things together?
0: Uh, yes, there is. Let me let me do a quick Google.
1: writer Exceed is from It might it might be my might it might just be thinking of things. No, e-
0: Exceed gills is the one that I'm
1: that I'm I, I really I really hope I'm not thinking of xaid and then put Exceed there and then we're <laughs> doing things. You
0: might be, you might be. <laughs> Yeah, I guess Exceed gills is the only one that I'm seeing. I thought that there was just a pure Exceed, but maybe yes, maybe maybe both of us are <laughs> thinking of uh, just x aid Like I said and before, our-
1: I got worms and holes in my brain. <laughs> worms
0: and holes. Worms and holes. Everybody, worms and holes. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I-, I liked that little bit of a tease into uh, kind of the future of the of the chemis there. Um, of course, we we, we get some praise from Hodoro about Sabi Maru, and Hodoro decides that catching. UFO X must be Sabi's gotcha because <laughs> so someone else showed an interest in something. So Hodoro has to brand it <laughs> as, as his gotcha.
1: Got to make it. Yeah. I mean, you might as well.
0: <laughs> might as well. Yeah. Uh, the kids head up to the roof. This is, this is, I guess maybe sometime later um, he's finished his UFO summoning device and Ringe calls it the Sabi riser. <laughs> it has a little UFO in the end of it, which is very funny. It's and, a good name um, for it. Yeah, they start to use the Sabi Riser, to try to summon UFO X, and in what I thought was a, v- a very flirtatious moment, um, Hodoro kind of compliments Sabi Maru, and Sabi basically like like looks back at him and whispers like, "If anything, you're the amazing one." <laughs> <laughs> it was like, "Whoa, all right." <laughs> um, th- there's like there's like a uh, so so the iPad Isaac like does a beep like he makes like a recognition noise. At that moment too, so I think there's like going to be more to that scene. There's going to be more coming from that because uh, it was like Isaac like like registered the fact that Sabi loved Hodoro or something like that. There's <laughs> there's going to be something coming, but like oh Jesus, <laughs> we, <laughs> you thought you thought love triangles were bad? How how about love rhombuses? <laughs> if we have that um, many
1: layers, to it, I'll, let it, I'll let it slide again.
0: Yeah, I think that circles around three, back to good. Three is yeah? ju- three
1: is just the wrong number.
0: I, I want Sabi to have some love. That's what I want. I want him to be involved in the love triangle at the very least. Like, he deserves it. <laughs> Poor little little quiet kid who talks <laughs> through an iPad. He, he needs some love. Yeah. Also, clearly a very smart person. He made this UFOX summoning device, and we find out it works. Toby, because um, Spanner comes and gets them, tells them like to get down to the classroom. They have to go. But right after they leave, UFOX appears. Like they show yeah. back. He shows he up. Beeped, he beeps them right in. That's crazy. What a smart person he is. Hodoro, <laughs> Hodoro will be lucky to get with Sabi oh, <laughs> Uh The kids go back in the classroom, Toby, and we get to meet the investigators. Uh, their names are Kugimiya, which is the guy we saw earlier who's always polishing his stupid ring. And Harima, who is a woman who is uh, very happy go lucky and very friendly, and kugimiya is kind of the opposite of that he's kind of a a dick from the very beginning um his big thing of course they brought in to figure out who the spy is and harima is kind of like on top of that at first but uh she gets cut off by kugimiya and he wants to basically tell hodoro how much he sucks at being comic (laughs) writer he
1: He says to fire him basically
0: yeah exactly no totally he says he's sloppy he's inefficient and he's unfit for the role of Rider. He asks for the driver, which, like, first of all, you idiots didn't give him the driver. You can't just take it back. That's not how this works.
1: <laughs> I was hoping like he would actually Hulk out more and like punch the guy in the face and be like, "This is mine! Fuck you." He did. He didn't sort of
0: stand up to him. He like he he kind of gets in his face a little bit. It was like you're calling me unfit. What?
1: I thought uh, it was funny. Like they all stuck up for him. Yeah. Because because first Kuda was like. I'm not trying to be rude, but you really know this is not how it works. And then even Spanner was like, "No, nah, man, we're not doing this. Like yep. <laughs> get a different plan here. <laughs> I did like though that Spanner's was like, I agree with your assessment. This guy sucks,
0: but you came here for a different job. So calm down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do what you're actually here for. Totally.
0: Even, even, even Minato stood up for him and said like, this is not the thing to do here. What, what are we going? What are we doing?
1: There was no agreement in this.
0: Yeah. Everybody, yeah, everybody had his back, which I thought was very cool. Like all the, all the Alchemy kids, the teacher, and yes, even Spanner told him to back down. You're going about this all wrong. However, before they can really resolve anything, an alarm sounds. uh, The Abyssal Sisters have infiltrated the school, the school that all the Alchemy kids pretend to go to. (laughs) (laughs) So they've got to go. They got to go hunt them down. And basically, this was a scene so that kudo could could get next to the little abyssal sister again because uh, they've been having chats. <laughs> um This was another one where the the sister kind of like takes over the mind of everyone around them. like she shows off how powerful she is that she can control people Wait, the the and... best
1: part of that though is before she does that, she t- says Kudo, like, I want to speak to you alone." And Kudal looks around and she's like gestures to like the hundred people in the courtyard. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, how is this alone? And with like, with like a face. And that's when she does the mind control and turns everybody off. It was like good. I, cause I, cause I was thinking the same thing. Like, yeah. But like, how is this alone? There's fucking a thousand people out here.
0: <laughs> it, it's alone. If I can control them all, <laughs> command <laughs> them all to leave, which is just such a, such a power play. Uh, the sister basically, I, I really liked this angle. Uh, told told kudo that she's changed because kudo now cares about innocent bystanders being hurt where she didn't before like like i liked it it's like you've you've grown a heart essentially is what the sister's <laughs> telling her um the sister offers to get rid of what brought about that change which of course is going to be hodoro and when spanner shows up um kind of interrupting their conversation the sister like taunts kudo telling her it must be nice to always be protected which i <laughs> thought was the sickest burn that you could say to kudo
1: <laughs> but it, okay. it was a mi- it was a mix of that and earlier in the conversation like she's like the little baby metal just dead fate like deadpan face goes everything that's about to happen here is all your fault <laughs>
0: just- so yeah so freaking good like like this this girl has kudos number <laughs> just <laughs> she hates her. just straight up meme girled the shit out of her <laughs> um yeah I don't really know where they're going with those little conversations that those two are having but they're always very good scenes like I, I really enjoy when they pair the two of them up uh, after this UFOX shows back up, uh, but unfortunately, so does the Spider malgam Toby, and uh, Hodoro is a little confused. But he looks at his uh, his list of cards, and he doesn't have the Catchula card anymore. It's gone.
1: There must Someone... be a spy in the organization.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not just a uh, a clumsy, misplaceful idiot. There must be a spy. <laughs> uh, we have uh we have, of course, a fight. During the fight, the Spider Malgum. Is attacking both like UFO X and Hodoro. Like he, it's trying to to get both of them, kind of. Um, Hodoro tries to like call out to UFO X, and it doesn't really get a response. Like he tries to appeal to him as a friend, kind of a right. thing. Um, and the malgum then starts to taunt Hodoro, and he taunts him in what sounds to me like the uh, the male. In investigator's voice. He says he's inefficient and he's sloppy. Hodoro of course the the Hodoro uh he also assumes that it it's the investigator the male investigator. Um Hodoro finally wins the fight, recaptures the the, catch of the card. Uh Sabi's cheering him on and stuff, but as uh as the Malgam becomes human again, UFOX flies away, the Mogan becomes human again. We realize that it's actually Harima, the female inspector. And what a it, swerve! What a swerve! This character that we just introduced this episode—you <laughs> never saw it coming. Uh, she's not nice after all. Um, she's got this like crazy, like teleporting arm thing. So she like she like rolls her sleeve back, and she has like dark veins all around her arm. And then she's got like a ring she can stick her arm through and like portal it'll show up somewhere else. So she sticks her arm through and like steals the chemi card back from Otoro.
1: yeah It looks um, like a dream catcher. It's the size of a dream catcher, basically. Please. Yeah.
0: She she's she's for sure used that as a glory hole, right?
1: <laughs> You're getting yeah. wild this episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, you know, just it's perfect size. Just just put it somewhere. <laughs> it works out great. Yeah, I don't I don't know what they're doing with these investigators. Like <laughs> you're gonna have a spy and then reveal it that quickly. I also don't know, like I, you know, clearly Kugimiya, the other investigator, d- also doesn't like Hodoro. Is he also a spy? Are they in this together? Well, there's still some questions there.
1: Uh but they've gone yeah, to you know. the, the the spy ex alchemist well like three times now. Cause Spanner's one buddy that he forgot was like oh, yeah. a rogue alchemy agent. Now at least we have one spy in the alchemy organization. They're gonna have to start laying off this one that soon, too.
0: I mean, yeah, they're not really painting a very efficient organization for us. Like, you know, we've got Spanner, who's just his whole his whole he's got his whole ordeal going on. Um we've got his buddy, like you said. Um they they run those like you know, final exam fights, which just are, are crazy and barbaric for some reason. Um, they they let Hodorow become common writer, which you know they probably shouldn't have done. Now, yeah, we've got these uh, investigators who are just just a sloppy shop going on <laughs> <over> here. <laughs> these people need to get it together. We need we need to have some good ones once in a while. Just someone shows up and it's just like very professional. Just like, hey, I'm just here, just checking in. You know, just doing an audit, just a just a regular alchemy audit and just nothing weird and then they're they just hang around in the background for a couple episodes doing some paperwork and then they leave again. Just 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 show us that they're an organization who can keep things together. That's really they, all we they
1: need, need they need to grade the chemi cards. That's what leave.
0: they need to do. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. They show up, they they put him in a slab and they're like, Yeah, <laughs> this is this is a nine point seven.
1: You can't you can't use this anymore. I know you love Hopper, you have to keep him in this case. We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna hard shell this. He's not coming out.
0: If you break this case open, we have to regrade Hopper One. <laughs> it's going to take months for it to happen. <laughs> That's what he should do. Yeah, you should send Hopper One in for grading and get him get
1: him in case. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what a modern collector would do, Toby. That's true. Do you think anyone's grading creating uh, the uh, the real life chemi cards? I bet. Can, I, bet. Get, can I send those into an organization? <laughs> God. What are the what what are the what are the big grading companies? There's. Um, what is it uh is it beckett is one I mean, i'm gonna, gonna gonna google this it's i know was i that? know that was
1: definitely one there's like two or three big ones now and i just know they're all like fully booked with everyone doing pokemon cards since they were cgc locked
0: down and is this one and the uh professional sports authenticator is another one the psa do do you have anything that is uh? That, have you have you sent anything in for grading?
1: No, because I I feel like it's never gonna come back. <laughs> yeah. So my fear with anything along those vague lines is if I have something that's of value, I can take a picture of it leaving my house. That's probably the best proof I have that I had it, and then it just goes out in the world. Like they just be like, "Oh, I got lost in the mail, sorry," and then like <laughs> you're fucked, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's not worth it to me.
0: No, I, I actually think that there's some kind of insurance that you have. Like, I think when you sign up on the websites and say like I'm sending this, I think like you pay money then, and then there's some sort of maybe there's some sort of insurance that you have for it. Like you declare a value or something like that. I'm not a hundred percent sure,
1: but but even if I declare it like say a a thousand dollar Hopper card. I'm like, hey, I have this $1,000 hopper card I'm sending to you guys. It looks pretty fancy. It might be nice. And, like, say that hopper card is worth like 10000 if it grades at like 9.5 or higher.
0: Yeah, you, yeah. Then you're out. So,
1: if they get it, they'll they'll, they'll eat the 1000 to make $9,000 in this brand new card they didn't pay for. Yeah. That's... I trust no one with my financials, <laughs> especially these freaking Pokemon esque cards. and... <laughs>
0: I I've never gotten anything graded like this um I thought about it one time but it was like they were still in the pandemic era like this is gonna take like 18 months to get back to you sort of a thing and when I looked into it it was so expensive like you had to basically like sign up for a membership to then have the right to buy a card grading so it's like not only are you paying for the card to get graded you have to sign up for their membership thing on top of it And it was really dumb
1: entirely too many Uh, levels it's yes, I, did,
0: I ended up not doing it. it was, yeah, clearly was not worth it. But <laughs> one thing I have done recently, speaking of sending things out into the world that are of value to you and you really have no, no means of getting it back, um, I have been pulling out my old original like, Game Boy games and Game Boy Color games and Game Boy Advance games and stuff recently because I got an analog pocket. So I've been playing a lot of those games. So I pulled out my original, my childhood Pokemon Gold cartridge, which like you know like it's not in like pristine condition or anything. It's just the cartridge, uh, but it like has immense sentimental value to me. And when I put it in and started to play it, realized very quickly, oh, the battery's dead. Like the the battery, you won't save, and completely dead in so the I, game. In the, the one game.
1: that's in the cartridge itself.
0: Yeah, the one that is in the cartridge. So when you save, it keeps your saves. It keeps like the real time clock that that game has, and without it of course you really can't progress in the game if you can't save and apparently because of the real-time clock in pokemon gold specifically and and silver um, those batteries run down pretty quick like they they usually of all the game boy games that have batteries they're going to run down first because they have that real-time clock so i looked into it replacing the battery involves soldering it doesn't look very hard it looks like a thing i could probably accomplish but i realized like I really only get one shot at this, and if I screw it up. I've destroyed my game. <laughs> but so if it doesn't like,
1: work, it doesn't matter.
0: If it doesn't, well, I mean, like, but I want this thing to work. I want to continue to play this game on this cartridge, right?
1: So, wait, yes, I, I looked wait, it up. Wait, 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 let's go back a step again. Okay. So what doesn't work with the battery being broken? You can't save. So, like, you can play it, but you can't save the game. What good is playing Pokemon if you can't save it? nothing
0: that's why i'm looking up how to fix the battery
1: but if you break it what does it matter because you're not you can't play pokemon anyway because you can't save it
0: right right so i, do, I that's why i decided i didn't want to do it because i didn't want to run the risk of breaking it i want no, it to doesn't work at the end that, but <laughs> so hear me out hear me out i looked up look, looked, looked into this and there are a ton of people on etsy and services and stuff where you can send them the cartridge they will put in a new battery for you for like a small fee and ship it back to you. And literally the one that I found, the cost of the whole service was only like really a few dollars more than if I had bought the battery and like the parts required to fix it myself. Like, like if I had bought the screwdriver needed to open the cartridge, And the battery to replace it, which only came in bulk, I would have only still been like maybe, I don't know, five or six bucks below like the cost of this service. So it's like, oh, I'm just clearly going to do that. I'm going to pay someone else to do this and I'm not going to do it.
1: There you go.
0: Because then I figured, yeah, it's like, okay, well, then if they break it, uh, you know, it still is a game that doesn't work. Like I'm not like, it's not a catastrophic failure, but if they break it, maybe at least they're responsible, right? Not me. But the part that I am responsible for is the shipping it thing. And that affected me more than I thought that it would of the like putting this thing that has real sentimental value in in an envelope and then just sending it off in the mail. Like that is, that's a weird feeling. I'm just like, well, I, ho- I hope I see this again someday. <laughs> it's uh, It's gonna go in the mail through all of these trucks and planes and whatever else the mail does to some random person's house that I don't know. He's gonna take it apart, solder a new battery in. Put it back together, ship it back to me, and it does the reverse process of planes and 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 cars and stuff to get to my house. And I was like, there's a good chance this never comes back. It never works. <laughs> but it did. It actually worked. It made it all the way through. <laughs> but uh yeah, that's that's what that's what card grading feels like to me. It's just like, well, I don't know. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully I see this thing again. Who knows? It's got a long journey. It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna brave little toaster its way through
1: here. <laughs> I'm glad it made it. Yeah, me too.
0: And, and I'm glad we made it to the end of this episode, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once again, if you want to send us in an email, um, then send those over to cast at commonwritersucks.com, sucks.com cast at common sucks.com. And of course we have a Patreon. We'd love for you to check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash the comment writers. We, uh, we, we, do a ramble cast on occasion there which is a podcast where we talk about all manner of things that aren't common writer related and we also do watch and react series put those out weekly where we watch an old common writer and you get to watch it with us and hear us uh, talk and laugh and joke and make fun over top of it it's kind of like mystery science theater but for common writer you get all that for just three bucks a month tons and tons of bonus content now tons and tons of backlog bonus content. That you can work your way through. Uh, we'd love to have you. You also get access to the Discord by joining that. So again, it's a it's a big bargain. Check that out over on Patreon. Link in the description or patreon.com/slash/the-comment-writers. And of course, we are present on the internet. We are we are internet
1: people. You can find us there. Uh, Toby, where can the people find you? On Twitter, it's at lifeoftobes, and on YouTube, it's tobesplays.
0: And I am on uh, Twitter and Tumblr and threads at Pretty Dece Josh. You can find me in those places. Or YouTube.com slash Pretty for the video version of this podcast. All right. So once again, that's going to do it for us for this week. We'll be back next time to talk about episode 12 of Gotchard. Uh, but until then, have a great week, everybody. Peace.